0: The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated French Open in years, and Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your smart TV or your phone live in HD experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance, or will a fresh face emerge to continue their legacy on the clay courts? From the first serve to the final point, the French Open promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th, Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all happens. Welcome in to another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Well, first off, happy holidays and happy new year. I know I've taken a little hiatus from this podcast over the last couple of weeks, but I just kind of wanted to let it, the dust settle on everything that was going on on the tour and just kind of let some things come to fruition and some things happen, and then I wanted to come back after the new year, bigger and better, right on this podcast and kind of go through a lot of things that have happened and that are happening, um, you know, as we speak here on the tour. Uh, The first thing I want to get to is weeks 8 through 13 have been released for the ATP tour and uh, a few changes have been made. There was a tournament last year that got canceled. Um, as people were there. And this year, that tournament also got pushed back again. That is Indian Wells, which is in Palm Springs. But weeks 8 through 13, I just want to go through a few tournaments that are happening in February, March, and one into April, which is going to be, um, there's Rotterdam, Montpellier, there's uh, Cordoba, also, Doha, Santiago, Acapulco is also happening. Dubai is going to happen. That's an ATP 500 and then the Masters 1000, which is going to be the biggest tournament since the Australian Open, which is Australian Open as a reminder, February 8th through the 21st. Super jacked about that tournament. We'll get to that here in a sec as well because something happened with a player that's supposed to be playing there. Um, and then Miami is going to be happening March 22nd through the 4th. Indian Wells got postponed, and I think that had a lot to do with California's reaction to the COVID-19 as well as their restrictions and also they just have a big population in California. Um, The BNP Paribas Open which is Indian Wells um, will not take place on March 8th through the 21st as originally scheduled Um, and they're working with the ATP and WTA tours to try to reschedule it. Um, They're going to try to release those soon I'm guessing probably shortly after I record this podcast a few days after they'll probably come out with something so That's just the nature of how this podcast works. I feel like I talk about things and a few days later they change and I see a tweet or I see a press release come out and all of a sudden something I talked about is irrelevant anymore. But that's hey, that's real life and we're going to keep talking on this podcast here. Uh, Big news out of Roger Federer's camp and the Australian Open. Roger Federer is not playing in the Australian Open. Now I was... Cautiously optimistic about him playing in the U.S. Open. And I know a lot of things had to happen with his recovery to play or in the Australian Open. I'm sorry. Australian Open, Australian Open, Australian Open. I know a lot of things had to happen for him to play in the Australian Open as far as recovery. I know he had knee surgery uh, the spring of last year, and then he had knee surgery again. Um, that put his recovery date back and back and back and back. But this is the press release that comes from his agent. And I will tell you... Per quote, in the end, Roger ran out of time to get himself ready for the rigorous of a Grand Slam. And he's very disappointed that he won't be coming to Melbourne in 2021. The Australian Open has always held a special place in his heart. Remember, it was Roger who who first called the Australian Open the happy slam. And then um, obviously the tournament director and all them said, we just wish him well and hope he comes back in 2022. Obviously, you want him to come back because so he sells tickets. And hopefully in 2022... There's a lot more people buying tickets, and you can actually have people at sporting events. Um, But I think this is a big blow to the tennis community. I think a lot of people, like me, were cautiously optimistic that he would come back for the Australian Open. And with him not coming back for the Australian Open, kind of keeps the question in the air, like, is he ever going to come back? Um, I know he made a quote in the Switzerland awards ceremony where he won the award, best athlete in the last 70 years must not be 71 years or anybody above that, but that's an argument for another time, that if his career ended today and you know this was it, he would be very happy with how his career panned out. Now, I think a lot of people are disappointed because they see the potential that he still has, and they just genuinely want to see him play tennis a lot longer, like I. But it's Roger's body, and he knows exactly probably what he's doing. He's a professional athlete, and uh, I just really, really hope he does come back to the sport of tennis, but... There are no guarantees in this sport, and that's kind of the scary part, um, especially in the world of sports and how injury happens, especially traveling the world um, and just the rigorous schedule of all ATP tournaments. Let's move on to my some of my predictions in 2021. I have a few good predictions, I think. Um, my first one, I think Novak Djokovic, who currently sits at 17 Grand Slams, I think he'll win two Grand Slams at least two grand slams in 2021 and the reason i think that i think he's got a hard court one in him if not two and i think he might have wimbledon under the belt if roger doesn't come back but i'll talk about that here in a sec i think medvedev makes another final um i just have a feeling that some of those young players aren't just aren't gonna have that good of a year um they might have seen how nice it is to not play and enjoy that a little too much who knows um, I think Yannick Sinner, who's at 36 in the world right now, I think he cracks the top 15 by the end of 2021. So I think he'll be up there. I think Fed wins a title, Rafa wins a title, which means if Djokovic wins two, Fed wins one, and Rafa wins one, I think the big three sweep the titles this year on the Grand Slams. And you might think, uh, well, of course you'd say that because you know they're the best in the world, or that's an easy prediction, but not necessarily an easy prediction. Team won a title last year, some of these other players are really starting to play well. You look at uh Rublev, you look at uh Medvedev, you look at Zverev, Team Tsitsipas, uh maybe not Schwartzman quite yet, but a lot of these players are starting to play really 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 good tennis. And so me picking the big 3 to win all 3 or all 4 Grand Slams this year isn't necessarily a lock Because like I said, they aren't necessarily that well playing that many tournaments because they are getting older. And some of these younger players can last a little bit longer and all that jazz. So I have them winning every Grand Slam that 2021 is going to have to offer. Now, obviously, with COVID and everything that's going on, the first half of this year seems like it's going to be um, a little odd. And things are going to get pushed around a lot. So I think players are starting to really focus on and really prepare for just a weird beginning of the season, unlike any other year. And obviously testing is ramped up and they've had medical personnel at these tournaments that have given them the chance to really play at a lot of these different spaces. But I do think it's going to be a challenge and the ATP might run into a few challenges the first half of this year, getting a lot of these tournaments in and getting a lot of these things done. Because a lot of them don't have the budget that these Masters 1000s or Grand Slams necessarily have. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of toll that takes on these players' bodies and on these players' minds. And hopefully they don't have to go back into lockdown. But you can be in a groove and then, you know, unfortunately get the virus or get sick and have to sit out for a period of time. And I think that's where some of these players um, are going to run into a challenge where they literally can't do anything and it could be mid-season. So something to keep an eye on here as 2021 gets off to a hot start. Uh, tennis does not start long from when I'm recording this podcast and long when this podcast is going to come out. Tennis seems to be starting according to the schedule. Now, the schedule always changes on January 5th, which is Tuesday. That's going to be in Delray Beach down in Florida, and that there's also happening in Atalia, So Antelia, sorry, that's an ATP 250 and then it's going to go to the Australian Open Series uh, qualifying all that jazz and then we'll be in Australia for pretty much the rest of January and most of February in Australia. So keep an eye on that. There's a lot of things that are going to come out of uh, Australia this year, hopefully a lot better than what came out last year because it seemed like that was kind of the kickstart to a bad year with the wildfires and everything that happened there. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and it kind of all went downhill from there. We should have known we should have known. Um, not much else left in this podcast. I know that, um, I'm going to keep this one short because we got tennis just around the corner and things are about to really start happening. This is technically the off season. Um, like I said, things are really going to start happening hopefully in the tennis community. Um, you know, once these tournaments start happening and then we'll have more to talk about. I do want to run through the ATP awards, That have happened, uh, or that did happen, and they announced the winners. Uh, Most improved player of the year, Andre Rublev. Of course, what a year that the Russian had. Um, Newcomer of the year, it went to Carlos Alcaraz. I didn't guess that. Alcaraz finished uh, 2019 at number 491 in the world. And in 2020, he moved up 350 spots to 141. Incredible, incredible year. For Carlos Alcaraz, someone to keep your eye on. Uh, I would keep an eye on him if I were you. Sportsmanship award, Rafael Nadal. I don't think anybody was necessarily shocked about that because Nadal is uh, Nadal, and Nadal does Nadal things, and that's win sportsmanship award. And he also wins a lot, a lot, a lot of Grand Slams. So big year for Nadal again, and uh, probably look for him to be in the same category next year at this time. Um, Arthur Ashe, humanitarian award. Francis Tiafo, I don't think there's anybody better that should have got this award, Francis Tiafo, What he did with COVID-19 relief and also everything surrounding the social justice movement that happened here in the United States, we needed a tennis player like him to really come in and take reins of that movement in the tennis community, as well as, you know, the Serena Williams, the Naomi Osaka, the... Um, you know, Sloan Stevens, all of those people that did such an amazing job around this social justice movement and getting the word out and really bringing awareness to all of it. Francis Tiafoe was one of them, and I applaud his efforts and his work in that movement. Uh fan favorite, not shocked. Roger Federer wins fan favorite. Um, not not shocked at all. Uh Andre Rublev, his coach, won Coach of the Year, which you shouldn't be shocked at all about because of the year that Rublev had. I believe it was uh, Medvedev's coach won it last year, so something in the Russian water. Um, And I think, yeah, that's about it for the ATP Awards. There's some other ones, but you can read all those if you go to atptour.com. They have a full list of all the awards and who won them and who didn't win them, (laughs) Um, and kind of has a write-up on all of them. So thanks for listening. Uh, Like I said, I'm going to keep this one short just because um, I think it's necessary, and I think it's the off season, and we have some really good ones coming up. Uh, we've got tournaments starting this week, and we just have a lot of good stuff happening in the ATP Tour uh, moving forward here in the next month or so, and we'll really start ramping these up and have a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. So thanks for listening. You reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo or reach out to Believe at Believe.com or at Believe Podcast on social media. Appreciate you for listening. Stay safe. Take care of your family. The holidays are over. Happy New Year. And enjoy your time here in 2021. Let's hope it's better than the prior year. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from the Narts. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy-opening, smooth-pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy Paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.